0: Been watching that game, and he might have got down on his knees, picked his hands in the air, and said, Thank you God. Now, are the Jaguars the best team in the world? No. But you're gonna be in Florida. Um, you're gonna be Making a boatload of money. Now, he would have made that with the Jets too. You know. But, and that, that's just me. I'd I'd rather be on the Jaguars than the Jets. Now, if the Jets, and, and maybe they still can get Trevor Lawrence. Who knows, right? Maybe, maybe the Jaguars win a game. But if I'm the Jaguars now, I'm not. I'm not winning the game for the rest of the season. Um, But if if the Jets did get Trevor Lawrence, would they be more likely to win because of the pieces they have? Probably. But Sam Donald today was basically saying, you thought you was going to get rid of me easy? You thought you're going to try to trade me? Sam Donald is a four-year-old kid in Toys R Us, kicking and screaming till his mother gets him the toy, and by him playing, t- by him playing today and getting that win, does that end? Also, what it does, also what it does, Frank Gore. All Jets fans should hate that they signed Frank Gore. Because I'm sure as a big veteran in this league. Not only for his personal milestones. He. It's a pride thing. He does not want to go 0-16. And I'm sure he's pushing every week. And that's why they went for it on that fourth down. Right. Imagine if they just take the points. They're going to lose that game. So. Frank Gore getting that touchdown. That was huge. And Also. If you're the Rams, why would you not? Why would you not kick the field goal? The same reason why they just ended up kicking that field goal the second time around they got to fourth down? Because you take
1: the points. Alright? So, uh, man. Five yard field goal, just, so you, not, just so you know, yard field goal, but continue your point.
0: But. Oh, overall, and I'm waiting for a Julian Gallardi rant, rant, rant video. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting. Maybe, maybe he'll do it on the pod. I'm not sure. But, oh, he has to be so, so upset right now. Man, you know, Michael K is on vacation, but I put a tweet. Hey, you're going to have to call him tomorrow, man. And he's been saying it. He Why do you have Franco on this team? and now Sam Donald is going to have to be very very cheery tomorrow very happy and ah uh, and the opening I, I i played some clips of a bunch of different things so that's something you're going to have to hear when this pod drops but uh you know if you're a wrestling fan there might be something in there but uh overall I mean and also too you know I I finally finally got my cable back. Um, very very excited about that. Uh, around 2:22 this afternoon, you know I went all of Thursday night, no cable, no Wi-Fi, all of Friday, all of Saturday, and the first half of today. So I finally get it back. Cause truly, you know how 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 many DVDs can one watch, right? Cause because cause mostly the DVDs I have are are old movies. And they're all movies I've seen a hundred times. Um, but uh, let's hope there's never a manhole blow again. Because I never want to go through anything like that again. I agree.
1: I agree with everything. Number one, I want to take people behind the curtain. And I think you know where I was going to go with this. So... Before we recorded, before anything, you know, Nick called me up, you know, because we we usually talk throughout the day, you know, that sort of thing. He was upset, you know, things have been going on, or by the way, Congress just passed the stimulus, so we're going to get a stimulus, so that's besides the point, neither here nor there, but he was upset, he was down on his luck, and he was waiting for something to break his way personally. And I said, you know what, you know, something will break your way personally. And then what happened? He called me, he's like, yo, James, I got my power back. Then the great April, who was on our show, like, put our our podcast on on her LinkedIn, which is fantastic.
0: So, is it just a check or is it a weekly two?
1: Just a check.
0: So, no, so no unemployment boost at all?
1: They are going to boost unemployment in an extra 300 and they're going to expand unemployment to, to January.
0: So, that means this week will not be my last... Unemployment. No,
1: it will not. It will
0: not. Okay, thank God. I was, uh, I was was worried about that.
1: So, you're welcome.
0: Um, so, today, today is the 20th, and we'll announce it every day till the 29th, and we'll pick the winner, and I'll drop the questions twice. The 27th. And the 28th. So so you'll get two choices. To hear. The questions. But what you'll be trying to win. Is. A $25 Applebee's gift card. And. A $25 Visa gift card. So you can either use both at Applebee's. Or, you, you, you can have a nice little lunch or dinner at Applebee's, and you could use that Visa gift card for
1: whatever
0: you want. So, that's what we got, because, you know, we're almost at 5,000 total plays. Um, and I tweeted this earlier, but Breaking Balls also just reached 5K plays the other day, so shout out to them. Uh, we're going to have Emily back on in, at some point in January. But it's a very it's a very fantastic podcast. And uh, she does it with her cousin John. Um, they have a fantastic producer, Mr. DJ Bingington. And uh, it's you know, there's so many, so many good podcasts out there and eventually I'm gonna start a shout out board again. But uh, I'm that's the one thing good about Twitter. You get to talk to cool people.
1: That's how we do it out here.
2: Uh, Jets fans, it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to
1: cry. We all had dreams. We all like
2: to dream. But the dream is over. And it's okay. It's gonna be okay. Cause
0: you got Sam over again. So be happy. <laughs> and now we're about to have one of our first guests tonight. We have another guest later. But this first guest. She's an intern for the Indianapolis Colts. She also has a podcast. And that's called We Belong Podcast. And it's all about women. A podcast for women in sports. Female empowerment podcast meant to inspire women in the industry. And her name is Lynn. So she's very smart. She's very caring, and she's all that. So I think everyone should enjoy and uh, keep helping us. And you know, you support us. You know, you know, we'll support you. Absolutely. So how has your twenty twenty COVID? year gone so
3: far (laughs) it has been interesting to say the least never thought i would live through anything like this before um definitely has been something you know way different than what we're used to but we're close to the end i don't know what 2021 has in store but (laughs) i mean after this year i feel like we can take on anything right (laughs)
1: i mean you're right i mean that's what you think right <laughs> by the way this has changed the other half of the sports dude um and before i get to my question you're right i mean listen we all just this, this has been a crazy year and i think what it taught us is if we can get through this year we can we can be built for anything so that, that, that's that's the one way to look at it so here's my question for you so um first about it's about the um so you
0: All right, so you were saying you work with the ticket rep?
3: Yeah, so I kind of work on the ticket end of things, um, kind of helping get people into the stadium this year, um, which is very different than what I did last year, but it's still a ton kind of fun, and I still get to interact with a lot of Colts fans, which is always super fun. Um, I've always had my eyes set on working with the Indianapolis Colts since I was really little. Um, so it was a crazy opportunity that, Uh, I mean, when I applied for my first internship, I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this. And then, lo and behold, I had the opportunity to interview with them, and here I am today. Um, So, it's kind of been a dream come true for me.
0: How, uh, what, what made, right, obviously you love football, but what made you want to intern for an NFL football team?
3: Yeah, Um, so my career goals, like I said, I've always wanted to work for the Colts. Um, Working for the Colts has definitely opened my eyes about working in sports in general, Um, just anywhere, but uh, specifically my interest started with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, It's just something I've always wanted uh, to experience, Um, kind of seeing game days on the opposite ends of what fans see every day, um, which is super cool. Um, So I guess that's kind of what interested me in wanting to intern with them, Uh, and I graduate here in May, so hopefully maybe somewhere in the NFL I'll be able to find a job.
1: What do you uh, so with COVID, and obviously it's tough, right? Because of like the social distance. How is it? How yeah. are you able to like make it, make um, to do your job, but also complying with CDC guidelines
3: and regulations. Yeah, absolutely. So, a lot of what I do, um, I'm not working super close with the fans. Um, I'm really only um, getting anywhere closer to them than, like, that six-feet barrier when they're having issues with scanning their tickets into the stadium. Um, everybody's required to wear mask. Um, that's workers, um, people coming in to watch the games. They also check everybody's temperatures coming in. So, Uh, They've kind of got all of those barriers put in place. Um, And then additionally, all of the seats inside of the stadium have been um, zip-tied if they are not supposed to be in use. So they kind of have seats um, set up in pods um, so people can sit with their family or guests or whoever they are going to the game with. Um, And um, during the whole game, you're required to wear your mask and all sorts of things like that. Um, So... They have thought through um, very carefully about how to do this safely, and I've really appreciated their efforts.
0: So, what happens if you have a ticket to the game, but your temperature is at 100 plus? Would they get their money refunded?
3: You know, that's a question I don't actually have the answer to myself. Um, I don't really interact with the people that are checking the temperatures. Um, They have, uh, like, people with the um, health department scanning people's temperatures as they're coming into, like, even before they're going through, like, metal detectors to, like, before they're even getting to me to scan the ticket. So I haven't seen um, what exactly has happened with that. So, I'm not too sure about those
1: policies myself. Um, I mean, it's great for you, right? I mean, like, the culture playing really well, and winning, obviously, makes your job easier. Like, how is the atmosphere like, especially with the cults now, basically... I wouldn't say a lot, but most likely making the playoffs. So has the atmosphere been, been like fun? Because let's face it, when winning helps everybody.
3: Absolutely. Uh, they kind of like to say when you're working on the event side of things, you know, everything's a little bit better when you're winning. Uh, the game's better. The beer tastes colder. Uh, so that's kind of the right nature that we live by, winning kind of makes our jobs a lot easier. Um, But it's been really cool um, seeing the success from the team this year. Um, It's so cool, even though usually our stadium's fully packed. We've got really dedicated um, season ticket holders um, with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, And even if they can't be at the games presently, um, they've created a really unique community here in Indianapolis and in Indiana as a whole, I will say, um, that's really um, committed to the success of this team. Uh, Frank Reich and Chris Ballard are really leading a really special front, and I'm just excited to see where uh, the rest of the season takes us with the Colts.
0: Tell us about your podcast and what made you want to start a podcast.
3: Yeah, thanks for asking. So, uh, my podcast is called We Belong, a podcast for women in sports. I actually started this as part of a school project. Um, I'm on the school newspaper at my university here in Indianapolis. Um, I attend Marion University. Um, And so, I was working on this project for this. Um, You know, I just, I always thought about making a podcast. I like to talk to people and get to know their stories and things like that. Um, So, When I had just this idea pop into my head about doing something about specifically women in sports, um, I knew I could really take this somewhere. Um, And it's been really successful the last couple of episodes I've had um, that have gone with the school newspaper. But now I'm kind of branching off and uh, really establishing this as my own thing. Um, So that's super exciting. Um, It's all about... Um, really highlighting uh, awesome, badass women in the sports industry, um, telling their stories and getting their advice um, so that I can help out other people who are trying to get where I'm at today. Um, so that's kind of my basis around my podcast. Um, And that's awesome. Man. It's
1: great that you have the podcast because we, we, we really encourage like, all women who can to do what you guys do and just because we here, we support women in sports, and we're glad that we have a woman that actually is working for an NFL team. That's actually pretty cool. So I got to ask this, though. Like, obviously, when working for a team, um, you've, um, what's probably some of the, what's probably the hardest part about working? Because there's always good, but there's always one that's like, eh. So have you experienced any hardships or anything hard about working for an NFL team?
3: yeah that's a great question um i wouldn't say this is necessarily a hardship but definitely something that takes a little getting used to um it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of energy a lot of energy especially on game days um you have to be 100 percent at all times um you've got to be ready to go um, no matter what is coming at you um so it's really an intense environment. Um, it's really fun once you get used to it. Um, but definitely getting back, getting into the swing of things, um, I would say was something I didn't necessarily chal- uh, didn't necessarily struggle with. But uh, it was something I definitely kind of had to get used to. At this point, I'm kind of used to the upbeat pace of it, um, and so that's been pretty nice. Uh, but yeah, something definitely worth noting that every single game day, uh, you have to come at that 100%, um, so, yeah.
0: How did you feel when the Colts drafted Andrew Luck, and how did you feel when he had to retire early?
3: Oh, I actually have some great stories for this. Um, So, Andrew Luck, I I have a lot of really great memories thinking back on his whole career. Um, I spent a lot of that time going to Colts games with my dad um, and watching his pretty much his whole career. Um, I remember when he got drafted as big Peyton Manning girl. Um, I still am to this day, Um, and so that was really hard for me to kind of let Letting Peyton go, um, and I definitely had high expectations for Luck um, coming in, just because of the nature that we were so blessed to have with Peyton Manning. Um, and it was really fun watching his career. I actually went to his very first like training camp um, practice that fans were allowed to go to, uh, and I I will never forget that day. It was so cool just seeing him in that Colts uniform and really visualizing what the future. Um, what I thought the future was going to be, Uh, a lot of great games down the road. I actually, uh, one game that sticks out into my head, my dad and I attended the Colts Chiefs playoff game. Um, I'm not sure what year that was off the top of my head, but it was a huge comeback game and something so amazing, a memory that's going to last forever forever. Um, so, that was really awesome getting to see that. Lots of other games I could think of, too. Um, but then, actually, when he retired, um, so last year, I was working in the event side of things, um, and they actually had me stationed out at this photo op where I got to stand next to the Lombardi Trophies from when the Colts won the Super Bowl in 2006, which, by the way, was, like, the coolest job I've ever, <laughs> I've ever had. Um, but
2: okay.
3: I just distinctly remember talking to people that day before that had happened, saying like, Luck's going to take us to the Super Bowl. It's going to be such a great year. We're going to do this thing. Um, and then the game starts, and I am sitting, getting ready to leave, actually work. And, you know, the news starts to break, and people are looking around like I have the answers. That was the funniest thing of it, but wow, that was a hard day. Um, yeah, Andrew Luck's career is Wild. I can't
1: believe I lived through all of it. Um, it's funny because you went from Andrew Luck and you had Jacoby and now you have Philip. So Philip Rivers is probably on the decline, we can say, because, you know, even though the quarterback he was part of yeah. that class with with Ben Rusberg and Eli Manning, so How's it feel to, for Phil Rivers to finally be on a team that, let's face it, when he was with the Chargers, it was just him and nobody. And now yeah. you a great offensive line, a fantastic defense, and you have good receivers. you got Pittman Jr., yeah. T.Y. Hilton. So how's Phil mm-hmm. Rivers been for you guys? It's
3: really cool um, having him on our team. Uh, it's actually a really interesting concept seeing he, him and Jacoby interact just kind of in the locker room. They're both really big leaders. Um, you don't see too many backups that are uh, that play that leader role that Jacoby does, uh, but I love that he gets to do that. But, yeah, Philip is definitely a presence on our team, um, definitely brought a unique culture, um, definitely that sparks the Colts needed, and he's been playing really good the last few weeks especially, uh, which is, Perfect
0: timing. So, I myself am a Patriots fan. And (laughs) how did you feel for, let's just call it the AFC title game, or as some people may may say, the Fleet Gate? You know, did you feel, because let's face it, the game was out of hand, right? So, did you feel that the Colts were still
3: cheated? Um, I won't necessarily say I feel like the Colts were cheated out of that, um, because the game wasn't even close. Um, so, I feel like it didn't make a huge impact on the game. Uh, however, kind of my feelings toward it, um, kind of like, you know, what's the point if they were already so into the game? Uh, that's something that I guess just doesn't click to me why they did that in the first place, but, um, no, I don't necessarily feel super burdened about that. Um, I mean, I probably was at the time, uh, but especially now and, like, growing from that whole situation, Colts region in the first place, um, yeah, I definitely wish we would have had some better games against New England in the last year. years.
1: <laughs> well... Yeah, well, he is a Patriot fan, and I'm sorry that the Patriot fan (laughs) had to be that fat guy. I'm
2: so
1: sorry. I'm going to be the good guy here and talk about the positives, which is now you guys are are trending in the right direction. And one of the key things is that one of the key reasons why is you haven't rebuilt that defense. Is, it, is, oh, is yeah. it safe to say that the defense is probably the catalyst for why the culture are where they are?
3: Um, I would definitely say that. We've got leaders really providing that atmosphere on all sides of the game, um, but a lot of the individuals on the defense are really pumping up this team um, and I mean, they're going out there and winning games for us. Um, And, I mean, even just today, we went on the final play of the game um, against the Texans to buy a fumble recovery. Um, So they're really playing their asses off. And hats off to them for that. Um, I'm just so proud to get to be a part of this team that has, like, progressed so much this year. Um, I've definitely missed watching this kind of cold football.
0: So, what do you take from last year's experience to this year's experience. You know, of course, of course last year's different right now COVID, so a little a little bit more freedom, but you know, what what did you look to improve from last year to this year?
3: Um, like as far as my internship goes? Yeah, yeah, that, that and just asking?
0: your goals and, you know, what you thought maybe you did better this year than you did last year?
3: Yeah. um, This year, I think, I'm just kind of used to a lot of the things more. Um, I can navigate the stadium a lot easier. That was something that was uh, kind of a challenge at first, kind of navigating where all the things are at um, at at the very beginning of the season. Um, So this year, I definitely had a better idea of where everything was at um, as far as, like, different things on the event level. So... Um, that's been super beneficial. I also just feel like I have a better grasp grasp of working in sports, um, just having a year under my belt. Um, I've got to make a lot of connections uh, over the last couple of years with the Colts um, in different departments, and so it's really nice to be able to see a familiar face. Um, family is a really big value to me, and um, that's really what the Colts provide. They, I mean, the entire staff, Feels like a giant family, and I'm talking like Ursays all the way down to the interns. Like, we really do feel like we're one community, which is so awesome. Um, but, and I also just think my people skills are a lot better. Um, I'm, I'm a lot less afraid of just going up and saying hi, how's your day going to somebody, uh, just making sure their experience is going great, um, kind of those sort of things. Um, so definitely built on my customer service skills um, and all of that good stuff. Um, but overall, I'm just kind of getting the hang of being in sports more.
1: And what would you say, what are your goals would you have for your podcast? Like what do you ultimately want to achieve for your personal podcast?
3: Yeah, my podcast, uh, I want to be able to create a community that cheers on these amazing women that are involved in sports. Um, right now, I kind of have it um, where the episodes are divided. The first half, I talked to a woman that works in sports. Um, the sports industry in various different roles. Um, and then the second half is dedicated to a female athlete. Um, so just creating a really badass atmosphere to celebrate all these accomplishments that these women have done. Uh, it's a really cool feeling um, to kind of even start that process and really bringing people together. That's the main goal for my podcast.
0: That's that's awesome. Um, what do you... Thank you. What do you have to say to the people who trash women for being in sports, who trash women for being interested in sports, the men who wish that Sarah Fuller got seriously injured, the people who complain about what women that who work for ESPN wear, whether it's Maria Taylor showing off too much of her shoulder, Whether it's a woman posting a a bikini pic and then maybe being in sports or talking about sports, what what do you have to say to those idiots out there?
3: Uh, A lot of frustrations and a lot of things that probably shouldn't say on this podcast, but also um, that they're truly missing out. Uh, There's a lot of really talented women in this industry, and if you can't get past those face value things and... And you can't see the actual work that they're doing. Um, you're truly missing out on some awesome, awesome work.
1: And a couple of more before we get to wrap because I know, like, you're you're a busy woman. One, <laughs> what would you say, but this is actually an important one, I got to ask, what would you say to women who, who have goals, who want to work for a team? Doesn't necessarily have to be a football team, but just want to work for any professional team in general. And what advice would you give them?
3: Yeah, um, never give up on yourself. Um, there was a period of time um, in my short career. Um, so I actually worked in the athletic department at my university before I worked with the Colts. Um, and there was a short time where I was like, I don't know if I can actually, if I'm actually capable to work in sports. Um, but then I really just decided to put the value in myself um, and really rely on my confidence and never gave up on myself. And I'm not all the way there yet. I'm still interning. I'm not even in a full-time position yet. Um, but I continuously go back to this idea of never giving up on myself um, and that seems to help a lot in my career thus far
0: and have you ever been discouraged from trying to work in sports just because you're, you're a woman and if you was how come you didn't let what they had to say stop you from making your dream come true
3: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I haven't, like, directly been um, affected by that, and so I'm really thankful for that. Um, I've heard a couple comments or two in the last couple of years um, working in my sports career, um, but I don't let that get to me because deep down I know my worst and I know how awesome that I can be and how much I am capable of doing these jobs and going out and changing the sports industry. Um, And so I'm not going to let some me from reaching those goals. Absolutely. And
1: since the, and I, I remember remembered before that that Nick wanted to take a take a shot at you because you're he's a Patriot fan, so I must have made a big <laughs> smile on your face to see the Patriots eliminate the playoff contention. How did that make
3: you feel? Uh I'm not gonna say I was too sad about it. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know if this is a good phrase for it, but like a transition of power between teams Um, and I really think this is where other teams and other individuals like Patrick Mahomes, um, for instance, they're really starting to take over the league and we're really starting to see those, so I don't know, it's interesting, I like that things are kind of changing up and we're seeing new faces um, really come to light and see them um, play really well Um, but yeah
0: well, sadly I mean you did you did use the correct wording um but for everybody to think the you know the big bad witch is dead you know the the Bill Belichick part of this may be true for one year you know it is twenty twenty it's been a weird year overall for sports but I just want people to remember that there is still a fellow named Tom Brady, who's knocking at a door towards another playoff berth, so people need to remember that sometimes, because you know, as 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 Patriot fans, um, just speaking for me per- personally, I will always root for the Patriots first. But as long as Tom Brady is living and breathing and slinging that rock on a professional football Sunday or a Monday or a Thursday or in this case a Tuesday or or you know a Wednesday or whenever covid just wants to you know um but that's that's what people need to remember and you never know yes the chiefs are slinging the chiefs are doing their thing but as long as Tom Brady's still around and breathing and and has that passion you know Nothing is guaranteed
3: in life. You know, I don't blame you That's exactly how I felt when Peyton left to go to, to the Broncos. So definitely, feel your mindset there. <laughs> well, that's
1: all they got. So, I'll, I'll let <laughs> um, so now, now we're gonna have um, rapid fire, and this is gonna be my favorite part. So I'm gonna ask you some. Questions and you're gonna give me the answers okay. off the top of your head. You ready?
3: Are they just like questions about me, or what kind of questions are we talked about? In general. Okay. In general. Okay. I will try my best. <laughs>
1: Alrighty. Um. What? Uh, what, what? Like. Since, 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 uh, what was the best? What's the best part? What was the, what's the best thing you got so far from working for the cult? Um. The awesome.
3: Community, but I have experienced with the Indianapolis Colts organization.
1: What What is your favorite sports movie?
3: My favorite sports movie. Uh, mm-hmm. the Blind Side is a really good one.
1: Oh, I like that movie. Um, what, 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 what? what who is your favorite all-time Colts player besides Peyton Manning? Oh.
3: <laughs> oh, that's my go-to answer. Um, I guess I'll say right now, uh, Jack Doyle is one of my favorite players. He's cool.
1: He's cool. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite NFL moment so far this season? This
3: season? Um, mm-hmm. Specifically this season would have been uh, actually Teddy Moore's one-handed interception last week against the Raiders. That was pretty cool.
1: Uh, um, Two quick ones. Um, Are you more impressed with um, Brady still performing at a decent level or the decline of the Patriots?
3: Which am I more impressed with? Yes. I will say I did not think that the Patriots were going to decline this rapidly, so I guess I will say Tom Brady.
1: I love that last question. Um, who is who
3: do you have winning the NFL MVP? Oh, NFL MVP. Hmm, good question. Uh probably right now I'd say Patrick Mahomes.
1: Alright, that's a fair question. Well, before we get you out of Hold here, on, hold, on, hold um, on.
0: who who did you like better? Reggie Wayne or Marvin Harrison?
3: That's so tough. That's so tough. Marvin Harrison's got a lot of my favorite Colts, um, like individual, like in game memories, but Reggie's got such a good, like personality, so oh, that's tough. If I've taken it in a game situation, I'd probably take Marvin Harrison. I
1: respect But just that. as
3: a guy I love Reggie Wayne.
1: I I respect that immensely. Well, before we get <laughs> you out of here, um Where can people find you and find your podcast more important?
3: Yeah, so I'm available on any website that you can download a podcast. So Apple, Spotify, um, just to name a few. Um, I also have my own website that has a player that runs through. um, So you can listen to it on there. Um, It's just at buzzsprout.mebelong.com. Nice, wow.
1: I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Thank,
3: thank you, you so also. much. I really appreciate it. No
1: problem. No problem Take man. care. Have a good and night. good luck with the Colts.
3: Thank you so much.
0: Well, Lindsay, thank you so, so much for coming on the pod, talking Colts, talking your internship, talking your podcast. We had a blast Um, right now. It is nothing Giants. And before that field goal, Derry Slayton, I thought he would have had an easy touchdown. But the defender was like, nah, bro, my fingers are too long for that. He's going to get tipped and all that. But what do you think so far of Colt McCoy game two?
2: Um, he's
0: not
1: showing up. That's all I can say. You're not screwing up. That's the simplest way I can tell you.
0: And tell us how do you think all Jets fans across America feel today?
2: I don't think we have to win the Jets <laughs> and things <laughs> in the world. We can't do anything. That. That.
1: They are suffering, and you know what? You know, suffering builds character. You know what? Good for the chest. You know what? And people have to understand that players players don't tank. Organizations tank. Like, do you think that Sam Darnold is really looking out there and thinking that, hey, you know, if I lose, and Chuckle Lawrence is going to come here. Do you really think that, like, People like Denzel Mims or Beckton or Gore or any of these players on the Jets are thinking about Trevor Lawrence. Not nah, one of them is thinking about Trevor Lawrence at all. So, honestly, it's, it's, it's you know, and the Jets kind of deserves it because, listen, again, Trevor Lawrence is, is supposed to be this can't-miss prospect, but at the same time, too, though, Drafting Trevor Lawrence doesn't fix all your problems. It really doesn't. The entire team needs to get fixed. I mean, look at Andrew Luck. He was the best prospect. And he got the grizzly out of him. So it just goes to show you that not everything is with the quarterback. The entire team needs to get built. So this is a lesson learned for Jets fans. Thinking that that one player is going to save the team
0: that's true and now it's obviously 7-3 Browns uh Stavansky is making his way for potentially coach of the year and I think it should be a no brainer and maybe the Browns just recovered to kick off Stay return dead. on a fumble <laughs> there uh, no, no 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 no
1: no 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 the Giants actually recovered I think uh Second straight game, Deion Lewis to fumble on kick
0: kickoff. Well, for now, that is that. When we record again in a little bit, we're going to talk a lot of baseball. We're going to talk a lot of women in sports. We're going to talk about men having stupid opinions and why they feel the need they have to, I don't know, share those stupid opinions, and at the end of the day, our goal is to bring as many smart women on this podcast to share their ideas, to talk about what they got going on in their life, to talk about what goals they want to do, you know, um, Our goal also isn't to bash men for being stupid, but if you just so happen to say something incredibly sexist, or demeaning, or something, I don't know, just downright awful as a human. Your tweet, or DM, or text, or however that person feels, it will get screenshotted, it will get talked about on this pod, it will... I'll tweet it out, James will tweet it out, the woman who sent it to will tweet it out, we'll put it on Instagram, or et cetera, et cetera, and then a lot of other people will see it, and they'll bash you as well. So, but, but,
2: but, but, but I didn't hear what I said.
0: Too bad. Um, just, what does, uh, Herm Edwards say? Don't,
1: don't.
0: And it's just a rule. And even if it's off social media. Don't say something that you're going to regret later. And me personally, I like when you say stupid things. Because now I know who to stay away from. And I know who's a piece of garbage. And by no means, me and James... We're not perfect as human beings. But we have respect for people. We don't treat people like crap. So therefore, no one would ever have to worry about me or James saying anything racist. Or sexist. Or something that overall crazy. So that is why we can do stuff like this. Because we'll never be put into this position... Where people will be able to go back to these episodes and say, oh, you said that, but you were saying this on your pod, you know. You know, like those of this you tweets. So, just, you know, if you're going to be an asshole, I guess still be an asshole. But maybe be a smarter asshole. And... Now, of course, we'll be recording most likely when this game finishes. But right now, where we're at, James, under two minutes, give us your thoughts on what you've seen so far and what do you think the end
1: result will be? Right now, um, I like the way the Giants run the ball, but they can't get a pass rush because they're not stopping Baker Mayfield. They're making Baker Mayfield look like Josh Allen... And the way this is going, it feels like Cleveland's gonna win this game. It's seven to three right now, but the Giants are driving. But the way that the way that Cleveland is playing, it
0: looks like they're gonna win this game, like twenty-eight to thirteen. Ooh, and that would make the Browns ten and four, and that should Big get them in a nice playoff spot. And we'll have mm-hmm. some Browns. Football and that has to make Gabby very, very happy, and all other Browns fans extremely happy. And you know what? I'm, I'm for it. So, yeah. I have nothing against the Browns. Um, The Browns
1: do deserve it. They, they've had a long time coming. Um, they, they, they've been a beaten up franchise, so they do deserve it it's just going to be unfortunate going to be coming at my expense so that's that's the only that's the only negative it's
0: going to be coming at my expense and Cole McCoy does a nice little drop back pass just takes the first down well we will be back
1: look this guy Benjamin is putting up serious money for this thing yeah happy birthday Mr. President Happy
0: birthday to you. Not much, so we're going to have our second guest of the night and our last guest in a little bit. But first, before that, um, I was watching Wayne's World and it got to the f- part where I remembered, oh wow. So, shout out. To happy 30th for Mr. Brian Mungia, who we've had on the pod before. And we're going to have him on at some point in either January or February. Um, he, he told me that he really wanted to uh, come on again. Because the last time we had him on, unfortunately, the recording messed up. But uh happy thirtieth. It was also his wife's birthday, I think a week or two ago. No, no, maybe, maybe 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 a month ago, but uh he did something really cool for her. It was it was a friends themed day. And uh, he also got her a cameo of Mr Wilford Dell, who played Eric Matthews in Boy Meets World. And uh Feeder! Fu foof foof fina You know, um and I promise I wasn't practicing that all week. I didn't. I I just literally thought of doing that maybe five seconds ago. Um so there's that. But the Browns are about to go up twenty to three, which would bring them to a total of ten and four. And with this loss, would this eliminate the Giants? No, The was Washington lost. Okay. So right now, if the season was to end today, would Washington win win the division? Yes. Yeah. So what? Who do the Giants and the football team play next week?
1: <laughs> Washington plays Carolina. Giants play Baltimore. Okay,
0: so that means Washington should win, and with that, if the Ravens, if it plays that way, would that eliminate the Giants from the playoffs?
1: Would the Giants lose to the Ravens, or would the Giants beat the Ravens?
0: We all know they're most likely going to lose to the Ravens, so...
1: If, Washington w- if the Washington wins and the Giants lose, then yes, the Giants will be eliminated in Week 16, yes.
0: Now, what if both lose or both win?
1: Um, if both win, then they're still in. Then it comes down to Week 17.
0: Alright, then what if on Week
1: 17, both win or
0: both lose?
1: If Washington wins, Washington
0: wins the division. No, I'm if saying, I'm saying, next week, both win or both lose. The last week of the season, both win or both lose. Who gets the division?
1: Okay. If, the, if Washington wins and the Giants lose next week, the Giants will be eliminated from playoff contention. If both teams
0: lose, the Giants are still in. If the Giants win next week and Washington loses, the Giants will be... That's not division. my question. You're not listening.
1: I'm getting to the point.
0: Well, well, oh. well that's the only point, point that I asked, so that's the only thing you should be focused on. I'm,
1: get, I'm getting to the point, but the more to get to week 17, it has to have back once week 16. Oh. If the Giants win and Washington loses week 17, the Giants win the division. If both win, Washington wins the division. If both lose, Washington wins the division. Essentially, the Giants have to win a game, and Washington has to lose a game in order for the Giants to win the division. Gotcha.
0: See, that's all I wanted to know, but apparently James doesn't understand when I speak. You, you hack
1: well the Giants earned that loss especially after going for that stupid fake field goal why would you throw to the center beyond me that that, 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 was, that was dumb you want to know
0: why because, because um, the Patriots did that many many years ago I, I believe it was to like Matt Light or someone like that and it was successful they scored a touchdown <laughs> so maybe that's why no. Oh, I know, mate. Oh, 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 I think it was Mike Vrabel. That's what I think
1: happened. Yeah, but the Browns were ready for that. And plus, he was going to the center. <laughs> well, either way, the Giants made Baker look like a Hall of Famer, so it's really upsetting to think.
0: And, uh... Now, if you're the Giants also, right, are you playing Daniel Jones next week? Nah. Nah, I'm sticking with Copacord. Now, what if they're alive for the playoff spot week 17? Are you playing Daniel Jones?
1: Is he healthy?
0: He's 80%.
1: I'm playing Colt McCoy. Wow. Wow. Okay.
0: So, basically, you're saying Daniel Jones needs his legs to have some kind of factor for him, for him to be a successful quarterback.
1: As of right now, yes, because he hasn't learned how to be, a, be throwing from the pocket. Until Daniel Jones learned how to be a... Pocket passer that doesn't rely on his legs, then yes. So then, you, know? you
0: also say that next year is a Sam Donald year for Daniel Jones, which where if he don't play lights out, the Giants should look to draft the quarterback.
1: Basically, next next year is the prove a year.
0: And what if? next year the giants go 4 and 12 but it's not it's not it's not daniel jones fault like the defense just digresses and you know he has a lot of injuries on on the offensive side of the ball i'm still going to draft the quarterback
1: because at some point you need to be, you you need you need to have a come like you have to over,
0: overcome and find a way to make your team better. Then what do you do with Daniel Jones? I,
1: you trade him. You train to a team that needs a quarterback. There's always going to be a team that needs a quarterback. You can't say no one needs a quarterback. There's always going to be a team that needs a quarterback. Always.
0: What? If the best offer for Daniel Jones you got was a third and a sixth.
1: That's the best offer I got, so nothing big that.
0: Alright, well now we're going to go to our guest Michelle. Baseball fan, and uh, she's in the industry. She's smart. She's on Twitter. She's very opinionated. She hates asshole men that make stupid, stupid opinions. And uh, I'm pulling up a Twitter right now. She makes baseball content for Prospect Network. So, it's going to be interesting and can't wait. So, how... How has your 2020 COVID year gone so far, Michelle?
4: This has been the most, this has been the most, like, okay, just pretend like the COVID thing and pandemic thing wasn't a factor. On record, outside of just nothing to do with COVID, it has been the worst year so far, on record so far for myself and not only my family. Like, it's just been a shitty year for my family, too. (laughs) So it hasn't hasn't been going great, but it hasn't been like the worst, you know, it 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 could always
1: go worse. That is true. That is true, Michelle. That is true. By the way, this is James. You're the sports, dude. So, um, first off, I'm glad that you know you're 2020. You know it, it's better because some people's ha- ha- can be better. But you, you, love baseball. You are a baseball fan. So I have to ask, what got you into loving the sport of baseball? Um. Well,
4: so my. Dad kind of just, like, he introduced me to it, and, uh, like, a few moments after being introduced to it, basically, a few months, I basically, I took it and I ran with it, Um, so he sort of gave me the introduction, but the love of baseball was mostly something that I developed on my own. Um, My dad just made the intro, you know, kind of, like, love at first sight, your friends set you up, but you
0: and the other, per- me and baseball just kind of made it happen, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, it it definitely does. Um, social media as a whole can be good and bad. It can be interesting, it can be crazy, it could, you know, it's a good way of also shouting out people. It's a great way of also letting bad people get known. And, um, Lately, whether it was guys making stupid comments about Sarah Fuller, or just any women in the sports industry, whether it's talking about their outfits, or over-sexualizing them, or just being disrespectful when almost every guy in the world has a mother, a cousin, a sister, a grandmother, an aunt, which they wouldn't want them disrespected, but... Because they're not related to these women, they either want to hit on them, send unsolicited pictures, or just try to treat them like shit. So, what's your thoughts for all those losers over the keyboard?
4: Uh, for keyboard warriors, my only thing is, is that I can't pretend like I haven't been healthy. can like, Okay, so what is your policy on like curse words and stuff?
0: You can say whatever you want.
4: Okay, cool. I just wanted to be, like, I wanted to ask before I'm just, like, F this and F that and blah, blah, I just wanted to be courteous of, you know, kind of how y'all do things. Um, yeah, because I never know. There's been some podcasts I've been on where they're like, oh, please don't curse. And I'm just like, oh, wish I would have known that before. <laughs> uh, would have gotten it all out of my system ahead of time. Um, but anyways, back to the subject. So, guys, uh, I think that a lot of so there's no excuse for their bad behavior. Um, I think it's uh, the attitude towards women in sports sometimes, and there's been a lot of a lot of progress made, but sometimes it's just really disappointing. It comes down to the fact that no matter how much knowledge or how well prepared or your credentials or no matter what you do. It's gonna come down to some guys having a very antiquated view of females and how they perceive their uh, females' role in society, like in sports. They don't believe that women belong commentating, belong commentating in football. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting a really weird echo.
1: Nope. It's cr- it's crazy. It's crazy because the only see is Michelle, right? It's the loser guy. It's always the guys that under 100 followers that always want to get under your skin. And why is it that those people, like, they just want attention? I feel like if you don't, I feel like if people don't give them the attention, maybe the trolls will go back to their hiding place. Well, I mean,
4: I always offer, for, for, for the guys who do that, I always offer, a, and I said this a couple of times, and this isn't me threatening them, but, um, I am very well educated when it comes to the world of sports. I've been, uh, I mean, especially in baseball, I I mean, there's a reason why I work for the Props Network. It's because I have knowledge. It's because I know what I'm talking about. It's because I'm able to articulate it in a manner that um, I just know what I'm doing. Um, And how do I phrase this? i don't know i just hope that those guys get help it comes from really all of that comes from and like i study sports psychology um, and when you stu- study a major like that you get a taste like you have to have an introdu- like a, a foundational knowledge of this general psychology so it comes from a deep seated place of insecurity so as much as it makes me angry um I can't take it personally because it's something in their lizard brain, something that they've gone through. They're coming from a place of insecurity and hurt, and I'm. It's not my job to take that on. It's not my job to take on their emotional baggage. So I try to just leave it aside. But sometimes when guys just won't stop, I'll be like, "All right, you know what? If you really want to have this discussion, or you really want to make that point, or want to get nasty with me, why don't we have that discussion in person? And if it came down to it, I would throw hands. Like I do not care. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> If you're going to be nasty, I'll back it up. Like, I'm not scared of any of that because um, outside of, like, studying the game of baseball, studying all the sports psychology, sports kinesiology, I'm a certified personal trainer with two different, eight, with two different certifying agencies, I'm in very good shape, and I'm pretty strong, so I'm not afraid to, like, run my mouth because I can always back it up.
0: I'm also sure you get these kind of story replies or DMs, but a pretty good follow on Twitter, Gabby Gowdy shared one of her her story replies, I jerk off thinking about paying you to be little me. And then she tweets the caption, It's God's day, relax. And then she adds, And y'all wonder why we just lob our Venmos on the timeline.
3: (laughs) Honestly, like...
4: I'm not, like, I don't blame her for saying that, because that's just, like, utter nonsense. Gab- Gabby, she is... A- oh, Motherfuck, I just cut myself. Hold on, give me one second.
0: No problem.
4: Not say... There's a few females, Uh, Well, I mean, every woman in sport, regardless of, like, if I agree with, like, what they have to say or not, I respect them because it's really hard. It's, like, re- it's really, really, really freaking hard Um, sometimes to be... I mean, people wonder why there aren't more. It's because of bullshit we have to go through. It makes it, it, it... It's so much ridiculousness to get even get, like, a shred of, like, progress. But, um, I understand why a lot of, like... I have a lot of people that have given up. Gabby is extremely smart. She's extremely well, like... like she knows exactly what she's talking about, um...
0: I can't say again like enough good things about her. Um, yeah, she's she's very awesome. A Browns fan who the Browns are currently winning right now. Um, and there's also so many more, right? But just just for the daily stuff, some of y'all go through, like I, me and James can't even imagine that. And just just on behalf of the good men out there. We 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 apologize that you have to go through stuff like that because that's that's not something you should, you know. And and I also hate when people complain like, Oh, you post bikini pics, why why are you in sports? You you do you got an OnlyFans, why are you talking sports? So when it comes to you posting pictures, do you ever think about what kind of picture you're posting or do you not wear something because of a Reaction that that you think you might get
4: Well, because of, specifically because of like my because and this isn't gonna I don't have any ugh, it really hurts. Sorry, I'm still trying to deal with this so there is it's gonna be different for any like anybody who answers this question um, and I had this conversation with my mentor um, uh, who is a very who is very prominent in the world of uh, baseball in the world of sport? Um, uh, in off uh, off air or after, once we're done recording, uh, like, I'll let you know who that is. I just don't really wanna. I don't really wanna like. No, we. I that.
0: Oh. Uh,
4: but uh, anyway, so um, my mentor said this is that like so she is. Like she works directly with the players, and the players have to, um, she doesn't post certain content, um, because teams, I mean, you have to think about who, uh, what demographics you're going for, what are your goals, because it's really hard to, like, to create that level of respect if you're a coach who works directly with the players. I, for one, I, there's certain stuff that I'm not going to post, because my end goal is, working closely with players because I want to work in player development. So, I mean, but it's different if you're going to be on, if you're more on the media side of, uh, more on the media side of things, uh, how you post your content and like what you do is, it's just going to be, you're going to be able to post different things. It's going to be hard for me to do something like become a strength and conditioning coach or become a mental skills coach in in the major league baseball. Um, because teams aren't going to hire you if you're posting stuff like that, unfortunately. You can. The thing is, ultimately, nobody has the right to dictate a woman's actions or what she does with their body. But um, unfortunately, it's a male dominated, you know, world. And uh, players are going to have certain attitudes. Uh, and again, it like gets. I. Like I said, I can only speak for myself. I personally am not going to because I have an ultimate, like, I have different goals than other other women in sports. Overall, I see no problem with it.
1: I absolutely and right. I totally get where you're coming from. And now on the fun stuff, um, you're a baseball fan, so I have to ask this question. So obviously the Dodgers won the World Series, and cool for the people on the L.A. Dodgers first championship from 88. But then after after what happened, it's the whole um, Justin Turner fiasco, which was crazy. So what was your thoughts about that? The whole like COVID testing positive, chem comes out and with his teammates while, while being positive for COVID. First of all, um, I'd like to start off by
4: saying one of the best parts about the what hold on one of the best parts about the uh trophy presentation was uh rob manford getting booed that was just that was so good that, 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 was that, was awesome. my that was my favorite um the thing is i don't have really a strong stance on it because um it's not so black and white like i from an outsider's perspective uh not knowing everything that happened just having like a base level knowledge of the situation the optics it looks kind of like it looks kind of bad that, that happened but also i don't know everything that went into him being on the field so uh personally i was mildly offended i real, but i can't take it personally because he isn't he didn't mean it's, he didn't mean anything like vicious by it i'm not defending his actions but There is more that went into him being on the field than him just making that decision and ignoring the guidelines. Really, if anybody, if you want to be mad or outraged or offended about anything regarding that situation, you need to look at Rob Manfred. You need to look at people in leadership in the MLP, and that's where a lot of the anger uh, needs to be directed to because there has been a lack of uh, strong leadership, of decisive leadership, good, sound leadership. Rob Manfred isn't, I mean, he's an attorney. He worked as he worked on the um, he was part of the whole like 1994 labor relations kind of like renegotiating like that uh, collective bargaining agreement. He was part of all of that. That's how he kind of worked his way up and became the commissioner of baseball. He is not the next commissioner of baseball needs to be a baseball guy because he's going to understand both the business side and the player side of it. He's going to work to make the game of baseball safer and better.
1: When you if, need Adam Silver, that's what you need. That's what you, need, Michelle. You need Adam Silver. <laughs>
4: yeah, well, that's what i was saying. I was like, if we could just replicate Adam Silver and have him just like handle all major sports, that'd be great. Because Roger Goodell or whatever that NFL's name is, it's just fucking goofy. Um,
1: Roger Goodell, um, Gary Bettman, they're trash.
0: <laughs> when it first happened. I ripped him really hard, right? I was like, how could you be so careless and so thoughtless, you know, with this disease is? But then after hearing a bunch of people's takes on it and thinking about it, you know, he has been with them the whole entire season. He has been with them the whole entire postseason. He's been in the league for eight, nine plus years. It's his first championship, you know. If and and luckily they they all got on the plane the next day, from from knowledge no one got COVID, so he didn't you know affect anybody and you know sure could he have stayed in the room yeah but also major league baseball could have kept him in the room the security could have held him down the security could have tased him the the, the security could have made sure he didn't leave that door they should have put him into a car and right to the hotel. So, I think both sides screwed up. But, in future, and let's check sh- whether, whether they don't have any kind of protocols like this again because of the vaccines. But, if you're going to do something like this, you, you got to go full tilt. You can't just say, okay, baseball season is over. Let's, let's, let's screw the protocols. So, let's hope we never get a virus again. But, if we ever do and you're gonna have protocols you got to follow through all the way to the end even if it's during the championship game cuz otherwise why do it because i'm telling you the same thing is gonna happen right for the super bowl if if the vaccines if 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 all nfl players are not taking the vaccines and let's say it's the Kansas City Chiefs against the Tampa Bay, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and let's say For God's bid, it's Super Bowl Sunday, Patrick Mahomes has positive, are they going to keep a secret so he plays, right, or would they delay the game for two weeks to get a fair advantage, right, so it's just, you know, you, you gotta find a way to don't make yourself look stupid. So, who is your favorite baseball team, and what do you think will happen this upcoming season, whenever it shall start?
4: Um, well, my incoming, uh, sorry, sorry, my incoming, upcoming. Uh, my favorite baseball team has been, it uh, will always be probably until the day I die, the Houston Astros. Born in a fan, gonna die a fan. Um, oh, and I know that it's that does not, not make. Oh so I not do sure. not like listen, give me all the heat, I'll defend them. you know what And the thing is there's a difference between being able to defend them. So I recognize. like I'll start off by saying I recognize that they cheated. And I don't deny that they cheated and there is something wrong with cheating, but people need to be reasonable about like how they react to it. You, you know? know
0: what you know what it is A lot of a lot of fans are stupid right? They're called fanatics for a reason. And they and they see it as, okay, you know, Alex Bregman isn't talented. Correa isn't talented. Springer isn't talented. Al why? Tube, Altuve isn't spr- talented. And that's not true. They are. They're all really talented baseball players. Did they maybe get an edge? Okay. But let's say they don't use the trash cans. Maybe they win anyway. Right? That's why... Even though I'm a Yankee fan, I don't have true hatred for the Astros, because I, as, as as a pure baseball fan, I respect their talent, and and I'm probably one of the only Yankee fans that would love to have Correa as a free agent. I, I wish the <laughs> Yankees could get Springer this offseason. If, if, if they're I, not going to. If, of, of course not, because they're crying poverty when they're worth five plus billion dollars. But, if I can have Correa, Bregman, and Springer with Justin Verlander on this Yankee team, I would do it in a heartbeat. And, and, the, and, right. and, and the majority of Yankee fans will say, Oh my god, no, I don't want those cheaters. Hate to break it to you. Bregman is better than Shell. George Springer uh, is better than uh. Quinn Frazier, Jose Altuve, Right now, DJ is not a Yankee, so he don't count. He's better than whoever the hell they have as second baseman, and the only person that's better than Justin Verlander is Garrett Cole. Other than that, yeah.
4: But okay, so let me point something out about Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is undeniably talented. Yes, you are correct. He is a very, very, very extremely talented ball player. But look at his season, and look, uh, bef- look at his seasons prior to joining the Astros.
2: They're I, only, yeah, o- they're only okay.
4: They're only okay. They're only okay. So with, when he was with the Pirates, it was only okay. The big, like, the game changer for him was who he got to work with. So you, people need to put a little bit more respect on Houston's name because, well, not really Houston's name, but, like, uh...
0: The pitching coach. The pitching
4: Brett, coach. Sh- Brett Strong. Brett Strong. His name is Brett Strong. Everybody should put respect on his name because he is one of the smartest and best baseball coaches around, and he's... Knows more about the. He'll probably forget more about the game than most will ever hope to learn. Um, he's seventy. I think he's seventy-two now. Uh, he might be seventy-one still. Uh, he's a large part of the reason why you see guys like uh, Charlie Morton. Like he had a resurgence in his career because he came yeah. and he worked with us. He got to work with Brent Strom. Brent Strom is a um. So people can say, "Oh, it has to do with like illegal substances." Well, no. He knows about. He introduces different techniques that, uh, in ways of creating spin rate, than most coaches do because a lot of like, uh, like respect to every major league pitching coach, respect to every coach in the league because they're getting to do what a lot of people will only dream of doing. But um, Brent Strom is unique in the fact that I'm sure others do that, but he's the only one I've really heard on record say, like he like. He looks at different. He looks at other sports like cricket. He looks at techniques from cricket, from sp- inter- sports around the world, not just the game of baseball. On how the, like how their pitchers or their the game's equivalent of a pitcher operates, and so he takes those techniques and he's able to translate them over into the game of baseball and able to uh, take uh, use that and give that information to the players.
0: He's seventy two years old. He'll be seventy three next season.
1: Ah, uh, I called it. I knew it. I was like, I would never forget Strami's birthday. Um, I, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this as a as a Yankee fan myself. As the, the cheating thing, okay, I, I, will, and I and I will say uh... this as a Yankee fan. No, 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 no. Hear me out. If the Yankees did the same stuff that the Astros did, I would hammer the Yankees equally as hard. I don't not shooting whatever. I'm gonna take the shooting aspect of it. Houston's a talented team. Houston knows how to develop its players. So with Correa and Bregman and Springer, you well Springer's obviously gonna be gone, but you guys um are um and average. You guys know how to develop players. Dusty Baker's a great manager for your for your team and Houston as a whole, Houston is not going anywhere. So I just gotta say that I respect Houston as a talent because the cheating—it is what it is—and I'm over it. One thing I don't like about not—not not you because I know you're a good fan. Some of mm-hmm.
4: the assholes. I haven't I always come been. Across, I've like, been an asshole well. in the past. Like when the scandal first broke, I was horrible. I was like an obnoxious oh. troll. I would go through like oh. people who were talking shit. I'd be like, "Oh, you know what?" Fuck you, your team did this, and then I would go throughout, because, like, I did my homework. I would go throughout their entire franchise's history and point out specific instances where they've gotten caught by the MLB's front office. And I'm like, oh, really? What about such and such in this year, such and such in this season? What about this player?
1: Oh, I'm, try- I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt.
4: I- I'm calling myself out. I'm calling myself out. I have recently had, like, like, I like I was extremely immature when the scandal first broke, but um, uh, I have. I'm, I'm better now. I'm, I'm reformed. I'm a reformed asshole.
1: <laughs> well, reformed asshole, but
4: like, well, all I can say is that
1: um, you're, but, but my regular point is as much as the cheese scandal came down, you're still, your squad's still going to be contending and Houston ain't going anywhere. So all the demise of Houston's done, this is over. Nah, Houston ain't going anywhere. But I will say this though, you guys do need to address an, another starting pitcher though. Because I don't know how long Justin Berlander can go, Um, and I know that you guys have kids down there, but I don't know if they're ready. But you do need to address pitching at some point. I think your offense is fine. I think Jose, I'll I'll think Jose Altuve's gonna bounce back season. I think Houston's gonna be among the top teams in the American League.
4: Uh, so as far as starting pitching goes, I think that so we have a few young guys that are just knockout. Course, oh my Ridley, God. one it's of them. Enoli Paredes Parades, Jose Urquidy, Christian Javier. Those are three really good young ones. You also have, you know, we have Brooks Raley, who's not a rook, not one of like the young rookies, but he's good. He's a good bullpen piece. Uh, Joe Smith is coming back next season, so he's a good bullpen piece um, for starting pitching. There's Zach um, Urquidy, Collers. Uh, Christian Javier is probably going to slot in in the rotation. Um, Verlander says he's going to come back and he's going to pitch next season, and I fully believe that he's capable of doing that because he had his Tommy John surgery early on enough, and the season's really not going to supposedly not going to start till May. So he stands a strong chance of actually coming back and pitching next season. But as far as like his longevity with the Astros, I think his days are numbered because uh, he's always expressed a desire to retire as a Tiger. AJ, he loves working with A.J. Hench, so A.J. Hench is now in Detroit. That's another point towards my prediction. Um, his wife, Kate Middleton, or not Kate Middleton, sorry, Kate, Kate Upton. Upton. Sorry, two beautiful Kates. I missed <laughs> them both. Um, respect to both of those ladies. Uh, let it be known that that was just a slip of the mind. I do know who who's like this. Okay, Upton. She is from Michigan. She has like a so it was the move. If he, if nobody needs to be shocked if his tenure with the Astros doesn't extend beyond this season because he's a free agent after the season. So there's a strong possibility that he goes back to Detroit to finish out his career and retire as a Tiger.
0: They also have Framber Valdez who pitched. Very, very well in the postseason, so that could oh my gosh. be a solid during, number two. And Detroit during
4: the regular season, right? He was great.
0: And Detroit is an up-and-coming team. I mean, I think Dusty Baker was perfect for what this, for what this year was supposed to be. Right? They, they, they were supposed mm-hmm. to get berated for every. Ballpark that they were gonna go to, right? It happened all of all of spring training one, and that's what will happen this year because, because let's face it, you know they they got nothing, and the fans. Hello. Hello. You hear me? But uh, you know the fans won't forget. So it's like last year, you know, was just, you know, they they didn't get the full brunt. Of what they'll go through this season, because you know, whenever they start the season, if it's in May or June, most likely will be fans. So you know, unfortunately, they're probably gonna be hit a lot, especially Bregman and Correa, and that sucks. And I and you know what I I hope it don't happen because when you get hit by pitch, there's a big chance that you getting hurt, and I hate when people tweet, "Oh, I'm glad I'm glad he got hit. I hope he gets hurt." That's horrible. Because what if how 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 did you feel as Yankee fans when Aaron Judge got hit on his wrist and he missed the whole second half of the year? Sucked, right? So nah, just just get get your stupid little booze in, but don't do death threats, don't try to hurt players on purpose, don't don't make yourself look like an asshole.
4: Um, I think that the upcoming season, uh, I think hopefully it goes a lot smoother than prior, of, oh my god, sorry, I really messed myself over with, like, st- accidentally, I wish, like, uh, just part of, like, like I said, just part of, like, my lizard brain, meaning, like, the very, like, most base part of, uh, you know, my brain, like, get mad when somebody says something about something that I love, of course, but I'm not going to wish physical harm upon somebody, because that's number one, that's just messy business and bad karma, and number two, I don't actually wish for another person to get hurt, right, so, um, I really don't want to see any physical harm done, I understand that, like, there's a way, there's, like, some unspoken, it's not necessarily, like, a written rule in baseball. It's mostly just like a player's understanding. Like if you do A, then B will be the reaction. So I think that everybody knows what's coming next season. Um I I just really I'm um, I mean so like the Yankees have been and I'm not like this is not me dogging any day. So the Yankees have had some public cheating scandals and have, some pretty, have had some pretty scandalous stuff on and off the field that still get brought up to this day. So I know that this is not going to go away anytime soon. But at this point, I'm just like, pass it. It doesn't bother me as much. And I know that the players are just like, especially since they had that ridiculous amount of success in the postseason, I don't think the players are really going to let it fade them too much because they're like, talk your shit, but we still are one of the best in the league, so.
0: Exactly. That's what I love so much. Yeah when Correa hit that walk-off home run and I and and I wanted I wanted the Astros to get to the World Series not only not only for a great story right Astros Dodgers rematch but I cannot root for a team that just bounced me out of the playoffs it's it's like it's like Yankee fans forgot why why you didn't go to the ALCS the Tampa Bay Rays just beat us and and you're wanting the race to win i don't understand that for for me the astros proved you know what our pitching may not be as good as it was last year but it's it's not bad right but our bats we're so fucking good that you know what don't matter as long as you pitch to us around the zone, we're going to hit at 300 plus feet and we're going to get doubles. We're going to hit home runs. And now, the, the, they're pretty much going to lose their whole outfield, right? Maybe, maybe they could keep Reddick, but Branley and Springer, they're most likely gone. So that part sucks. But they still got Bregman. He's locked up. They still got Correa. They still got Al- Altuve. You know, they got Gurriel. They got Jordan. Who's who's gonna be hopefully a star at the plate, right? A monster, Um, yeah. Yeah, Well,
4: well, he played for like two seconds in the regular season, and his first at bat was a home run.
0: Yeah, he had two home runs that he came back to.
4: So, well, uh, Martin Maldonado, uh, he is. Oh my gosh, he's like my favorite. Like him and Roberts. uh, Sorry, Robinson Chirinos are probably two of my favorite in the game. Very good catchers. Um, Uh, Martin Maldonado's offensive production this season was pretty impressive because, I mean, catchers aren't known for their offensive prowess. The job of the catcher is to, like, they manage, they're managing what's happening in the game. So they manage the game, they do a lot of the research, they prep a lot of the um, calls, like, they... Of course, like the pitcher works with them to know like what pitches or like how this batter operates or like what her his hot and cold zones are. But a lot of that groundwork is laid by the pitcher, which is why you see a lot of former catchers become managers. Uh, I digress, though. Yes, we have a very strong outfield. There has been really positive, strong uh, talks between Brantley and the Astros because Brantley isn't. I mean, he's outside of the baseball world. His age relatively young in in the world of baseball he's not a young person the astros are one of the teams that are going to give him the best deal and give him like he's going to have the best setup one of the best setups in houston i don't know who else he's talking to really because i haven't been i've been and i've been watching trade rumors like a hawk i don't know who else he's talking to but um i do know that the most promising talks have come out of houston or outfield we have kyle tucker who is all right um Miles Straw can uh, do some outfield work. Garrett Stubbs can slide in there and uh, do some outfield work. Uh, uh, but Garrett Stubbs is—I mean—he can also act as a backup catcher. He's also being kind of like a threatened to be sort of like a, a utility player. He can do work behind the plate. He can work on the infield. He can work on the outfield. Um, uh, so, 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 so there's rumors floating around that there's been some. <clears throat> Like um, and I'll have to send it over to you guys. I always do this. Like um, I know that I'm not the only Astros fan that does this, but um, uh, I like to stretch, uh, You know, kind of who's available. Um, and uh, uh, there's some we have some very good options. There's outfit isn't a concern. My concern is uh, I would like to see one more starting arm acquired. <laughs>
1: Hold
0: on, hold, hold on one, yes, so you, you, you were about to mention Osuna. Oh
4: yeah, Osuna, um, I mean, he was our closer, so a lot of our issues arose from, like, being able to hold down the lead, um, and also we kind of got screwed over by that, I mean, a few teams did too, I know, um, got screwed over by that runner starting on second, um, I don't disagree with that rule, but starting in, like, the 10th inning, I think that's ridiculous. If it came, like, if the game got to, like, 14 innings, then, yeah, put a runner on second. But anything before, like, the 10th or 11th inning, I don't agree with. That was a stupid rule. A very stupid rule. And it did not speed up the game. It kind of just made it longer. Yeah, and that is why I
1: think, again, we <laughs> And I also think Tony Clark needs to go to, I think you need to get some new leaders. You need to get... We need to get uh, a union leader and a commissioner that work with each other because yes, Nick has always told me and I agree what the commissioner's job is to make the owner's money. And that is true. You want to make the owner's money because that's because, you know, owners care about the bottom line. But if you don't grow the sport and work with the players, then you ain't going to be making much money then. (laughs) It goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. You want to make money? Well, then work with the players who are part of your product so you can grow the game, get more interest, and then bam, you have players happy, owners get money. We all win, but nope, we all just want to fight and bicker because players and owners are always doing this, and baseball has the strongest union out of all the four major sports, and and it's just ridiculous. I mean, we could have had 100, we could have had, Michelle, 120 games this past year.
4: Nope. We only got 60. Well, Manfred said that like at no point did he plan on having more than like 60 games this season. Um, which I think is messed up. Um, uh, and I think the fact that he's trying to already throw it out there throw out the notion that like a hundred that he's going to try and shorten the season is I really don't like Manfred. That I do not like Manfred at home. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do I not like him? Um, Tony Clark, I don't have as big of a problem with him. Um, I think that uh, you hit the nail on the head. If you're really looking to, like, increase revenue, then each team needs to look at their biggest players, and they really need to focus on marketing them and promoting them off the field because there's not a lot of stuff. For, like, look at, <coughs> look at basketball players. Look at football players. <coughs> they do a far better job of marketing their players. Like, um. Everybody knows who Troy Aikman is because he had like he was able he was marketed well. Everybody knows who um, everybody knows who like uh, LeBron James is cuz okay, like, there's even some of like the players that aren't maybe maybe there are some players that aren't quite as skilled as others but they're marketed well. Uh, like Kyrie everybody like everybody a lot of people know who Kyrie Irving is, you know, KD.
1: Um, That's true. I
4: uh, the NBA does a really good, I mean, they have ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of endorsement deals and product, just, they're able to make a living, it's like, uh, have, uh, like, uh, you know, set themselves up, and not have to touch, their like, uh, love. I've, what, which ball brother was it, LaMelo, I think it was LaMelo, he, like, Lamello. Flashed, that, Lamello. He flashed the grill on, in, like, yeah. on Instagram, yeah. and yeah, they did the, Lamello. yeah, but, so they did the interview with him. And he said, No, that did not come from my NBA money. I don't touch that money. I saved that. All the, any money I spent on that came from endorsement deals. Because he's marketed well. That's
0: because, that's, uh, that's that's what uh, Shaq that's did, you know. Shaq Shaq never spent a dime of his NBA money. He he spent it on his movie money and his endorsement money. And you know what it is too? Like, for example, Mike Trow, right? Best Best player in baseball, but because he's on the West Coast, and the only way his personality shines is when he's the the stupid weatherman at the All Star Weekend, you know. And then and then always he's the he's he's pretty the active. The he's pretty at right, you know, Eagles too. He's he's pretty active on social media. Um, him, him and his wife post a lot on Instagram, but. That's that's part of it. They don't want to and another problem is too with with the season most likely being 100 games. If the players don't get full 100% prorated, they're not going to play right away and then that's going to lead to a lockout next year where they're going to make demands and if they don't get what they want, it's going to be a long offseason.
4: Yeah, the people honestly, the fans are going to be like the children, and like a, while the parents are getting, it's going to be like a custody battle. <clears throat> they say that, like, haven't gone through one myself, like not with my own children, but like my parents put me through that. And God bless them both. I have good relationships with both my mom and my dad, but um, it's the fans that are going to suffer. Like the obviously, the players are going to suffer. Their livelihoods are going to like everybody's going to hurt financially, but the fans are really going to get cheated pretty hard too because. We're not going to get a season, and I don't think we're going to get a season really in 2022, because there's no way, unless, you know, Manfred has a complete change of attitude or they're working some miracle-type shit behind the scenes, there is no way that there's not going to be, a, like you said, a lockout, because a collective bargaining agreement ends, like, the, after, like, the lost-out-of-the-world series. That's done. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I'm just... I, I'm worried about the, I'm worried about the future of the game of baseball. You, who is, you know, who is a really good example is, um, and I'm a huge fan of hers. Uh, like I said, she's another great faith outside of her gender. Let's take her gender out of it. Rachel Luba. Yeah. She is extremely smart. She has like, she's a, she's an she's a lawyer. She has a degree. Like she's a law degree. She, um, she understands marketing she understands business so like her business like her business acumen her marketing acumen her ability to understand these contracts Mm -hmm. are fantastic and her agency luba sports is her business model is unique where most sports agencies are like they are they're ones that kind of handle like if you sign with the agency they handle all of your stuff well She has the type, like, where she has the, like, her model is, you know, that it's like a pay for the services that you want type of thing. Um, So, like, uh, Trevor Bauer, one of the most recognizable names in baseball and kind of outside of baseball, people really know who he is because she has done a knockout job. His team has done a knockout job of marking himself. Trevor is... um, you know, I may not agree with, you know, some of what he says or does, but most of what, like, he is so fucking smart. He is so talented. He, and he's one of the better known players right now, because why? He is good representation. He is good marketing. She has done an outstanding job of taking care of him and getting his name out there. Even with those, like, silly, silly things, like the little polls, like the... Baseball
0: Twitter poll. Yes. Or? Best Baseball no, no. Twitter by uh, Danny Vietti. We've had him on the pod a couple of times. He won. He beat Jared Carapace by 2%. And uh, Rachel Luba also became the 30 under 30 for the Forbes. So she's. That that, that whole camp is just awesome. You know? And and he, he gets it. He knows that. His life is gonna be more than baseball. You know, he's building a brand and I think more athletes should do that, right? Because I'm pretty sure you and James would agree. We we like when they conversate with us. We you know, it's 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 cool. That's why I also love what Steve Cohen's doing. No other owner besides Mark Cuban does that.
1: Um, I, I don't know, if, Michelle, I don't know if you like this sport, but you know how we have the big three, that have baseball, basketball, and football, and right now basketball is like, it's getting it's it's, it's knocked on the door, stuff football, it's the most popular sport is the athlete, and, and hockey, which has been the doormat sport, because everyone forgets, oh, hockey exists.
4: Fuck hockey! I'll go on record saying that. Fuck hockey! No, I'm just I'm, kidding. I, no disrespect. Oh I just—it's like—it's
0: oh just macho
1: ice skating. It's just macho ice skating. That's all. You're Michelle. awesome, Michelle. You're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle, that hurt my feelings a little bit. I'm that sorry.
2: Really Listen, good. I'm
1: so um, sorry. <laughs> um, I, I am the biggest hockey fan. I'm probably the bigger, biggest hockey fan than all the three major sports because it—it it, it takes a lot of skill. To ice me, it ain't easy. I ain't, ain't the pain of heart. So, but 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 it leads me into baseball because baseball is on that little bordering peak where it's like they're still so stuck on traditional values, but they're not adapting to the new age. They're not adapting to how to get their young kids, the eighteen to thirty-nine demographics, into baseball because. God, people have short attention spans. That's why like, people like basketball. It's quick pace. People like people like football because of like, the hard hitting. How can you get fans, how can we get more Trevor Bowers into baseball? Like, How can we get people to express more of their personality? That's what I well, want
4: to know in baseball. The not, well, easy way to grow the game is in blackout restrictions and market blackout restrictions in that shit because it's going to make the game more accessible to a larger range of people number two make it more affordable to be a second fan like they're pricing people out of stand parking so like in New York uh, uh, like uh, you don't have to worry about like parking Like really. you just take like the subway there or whatever but um parking is just it can be like 30 bucks just to park then tickets are I mean shitty seats they're like 25 bucks if you're lucky most of the time it's going to run you more than that so if you're taking, if you're a family of four, you spend yep. 120 100 and I'm so bad at math, 150 dollars already yep. and that's just tickets and parking and then any refreshments, any anything like that, that's going to be, you're going to spend another 60 bucks easily on that but if you want to do any sort of like you know, memorize, like like memorabilia, any merchandise from the fans. That's another. usually you could drop like another 150 bucks. Like a whole experience is a lot. So, working to make the like, access to the game has to be more affordable. Um, and it's absolutely doable. Um, so that's another. That those are two easy ways to make the game more accessible to a larger group of people. The way to get younger people involved is to set up more concentrated efforts like play 360 or whatever the NFL has their initiative. That's pretty well known. I'm uh, I'm sure that baseball has a lot of youth initiatives, but they need to make a better effort of making those more well known. They just have to bring more attention to the sport. I don't think that anything about the, the game itself I don't really think should change that much because it's not going to be baseball if it really veers too far from like what it at the core of the sport. Um, um, could it be faster paced? I'm sure, but um, I don't want to fucking make it like a 7 inning game or just make any crazy changes because I'm not going to like, that would piss me off and kind of like, kill it for me. I'm not going to be a fan of some shit that has changed and I don't even recognize anymore. You know what I mean?
0: That's the problem. People's attention spans... You know, if it's if it's not if it's not two hours and twenty minutes, they're gonna tune out when commercials on. I don't
4: agree. I don't agree. I have ADHD, and that is like, and I was diagnosed when I was five or six. Oh wow! I'm able to pay. I'm able to pay attention to the game of baseball and follow it. If people really want, like, if people really want to be interested, it has nothing to do with attention spans. Short attention spans are getting shorter. But there are other ways to grow the game besides changing the actual game itself. There's outside factors that will be able to make it accessible to a wider audience. They need to do a lot fucking better job of building up females in baseball and younger girls in baseball. Because a lot of girls, once they reach a certain age, there's a lot of younger girls, more and more younger girls playing baseball. But once they hit a certain age, like... When they get to probably middle school, high school age, a lot of them stop trying to play baseball because there's so much discouragement. They're like, oh, play softball. Oh, do this. And no disrespect to the game of softball. It is a very difficult sport. It takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of effort. And they are amazing athletes. But they need to do a better job of, uh, first of all, I know, like making the game more diverse, making, and I'm not talking about just gender, but. All ethnicities. Sure, there are some, but there's a little bit, but I mean, there needs to be a more concentrated effort. Like they need to do a better job of like looking over in like Korea and Japan, and making more granting, doing something like granting expansion rights or franchise rights to internationally. I'm not talking about like, uh, because the most likely scenario is is they're going to, and this has been discussed, grant expansion rights to two different, like two additional cities. Because if you grant expansion rights to one, that would make it an an uneven number of teams. And the whole playoff format will only really work if you have an even number of teams. So the most likely scenario you're going to see is Nashville being the next U.S. city to get a baseball team. Because there's already a strong campaign, they have like this whole like name set up already. There's a whole movement going for that. But establishing an an MLB franchise in a different country would be the first place to start. You would pull in an international audience. Um, no, Canada Canada already has
3: a baseball team.
1: Bring back
4: the Expos. Bring. They're not
3: going to get that. They're not going to get that. That's not going to do enough. to...
4: That's not going to do enough. They need to do something like look over in Europe or establish. I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the US has Rico? a baseball. Maybe Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's just like Puerto Rico. Um, there was talk of you know like Mexico City being a possible candidate. Um, they had the series over in England, so they there's talk of them be, like looking at England as a possible candidate. If they try to make uh, another thing they can do to grow the game of baseball is. Make it more international. That's why it's not more popular. Soccer is the most popular sport because it is international and that the affordability access, soccer is more accessible to be a season ticket holder for like FC, the New York football club or the New York Red Bulls, to be a season ticket holder, it's really not that expensive. It costs about as much to be a season ticket holder there as it does to be a season ticket holder at like the Brooklyn Cyclones.
0: So, like 400 bucks. what would you do if you could be in charge of, you know, making baseball more affordable per tickets, per merch, per season ticket plans, per parking, what would you do?
4: Um, I would put it to the owners like this, that I'm not going to tell them what to do, but as far as, like, support from the MLB itself, I would slowly, like, if, they're not willing to comply and make it more accessible to their fans, then I would kind of like try to, every owner needs to get on board with the more accessible they make the game, the more possibility they have for revenue, the longer that they're going to lock those people in for those fans for life. If you are able to get, you know, a family of four, their daughter and their son, you know, as fans of the game, they're going to then make the effort to make their sons and daughters fans of the game as well. I would, um, bring down the cost of parking. I would, uh, I don't know if like, cause I don't have a definite answer. Cause I don't, cause like I said, I don't have a finite understanding of like the financial and business side. Like I don't have a line item knowledge of how a budget for a team would really work. Um, I would look at uh, putting a mandate in place to, like, uh, if you want to be a vendor at my ballpark, you have to kind of set the prices like this. You don't charge $6 for a tiny cup of, like, hot chocolate, or you don't charge, you know, a really yeah, amount Stadium, for a fucking cup of
0: rice. It's four fifty for water, it's like $12 for a beer. For a bucket of chicken tenders and fries, it's nineteen ninety nine, and yeah, like receipts is normally like fifteen through thirty dollars, but the ticket prices always depend on who they play.
4: So I would eliminate, like I would try to eliminate premium premium game pricing and um. I would, uh, you know, create more incentives for, like, the fans. Do better promotional giveaways. Um, do things like, because, uh, I mean, they used to do this a lot, and I know they still do it at, like, uh, at Globe Life Field or whatever, that trash stadium is. <laughs> I'm not a Rangers fan. Like, that is a toilet for uh, Texas Rangers. I, I'm going to go on record and say that. Um, i not love, a huge I, fan
0: of them. I like that. <laughs>
4: Oh,
1: my like, God. This, this, that, the scorched earth. Shots. We like that now out before, here. Hey, first, first off, you take a shot at, like, things like one hockey. Now you take a shot at Rangers? What's next? How about you're a reformed asshole?
3: <laughs> uh, no, because I am
4: a reformed asshole. I'm not going to, like, personally attack somebody. Well, I attack something in general. It's try to be a sportsman. You can talk shit and still be a nice person. I am a very nice person. But... I will go on record and claim, fuck the Rangers, and I have very good reason for that. They treated the, so of the Astros were in a lot of trouble during Hurricane Harvey and stuff. They treated us like shit. They didn't offer, they were not reasonable or flexible with, like, game scheduling. They didn't offer, they offered little to zero help. We had to play the games elsewhere in fucking Florida. You know who was most helpful to us during that time? The Mets. The Mets were the really? best to us. They went out with us, and they were helping us. So, because, like, when the when everything started happening, they were out there with us in the trenches. Like, some of their players were, like, helping us. They were a very, very, very good team organization to us. And there's a lot of people around the league that were really good to the Astros during that time. But the Rangers were not one of them. So, fuck them. Fuck John Daniels. Hear me now, John Daniels. Fuck you. All right. Oh,
0: hold on one second. Hold- So, the other day, um, me and James had on a woman who's a big Dolphins fan, and one of the questions we asked her was, what she thought of NFL apparel for women. So, the same question, what's your thoughts on MLB apparel for women? Do you like it? Do you hate it? And if you hate it, how would you change it if you could?
4: Well, um, I don't hate it, um, uh, I would love to see is, um, so, like, DK and DKNY, so Donna Karen New York did a collab with, um, MLB, uh, and they have some, like, I, I own pretty much, well, there's, like, a few, like, there's maybe, like, a sweatshirt of their, of, uh, that I don't own, but a lot of what they have is just, like, a sleeker kind of, uh, like a piece of clothing that I wouldn't mind wearing outside of like a setting of like a baseball setting. Like there's a shirt a shirt that I wear regularly that's a DKNY Houston Masters shirt. Um, and Alyssa Milano did like a line of stuff for the MLB that was pretty cool. Like that, look, like it looked pretty cool. Um, my the change that I would make is I would make it kind of a, I would make it more like a you know fat, fashion friendly i guess like i have no problem wearing everything i own pretty much like i can go into my closet and it is either workout gear um which 95 percent of the time that workout gear is also baseball like like something about baseball or um it has houston astros so it's that's pretty much all i own in fact like uh, anything I asked for for Christmas was also baseball related. Uh, I would make it more kind of like appealing to uh, to more to more females, like because uh, I want to be able to if I'm going to spend some money on something, because none of the baseball uh, you know apparel is cheap. I would like to shout out one. Is that okay if I shout somebody of out course. that has like a? Okay, so I would like to shout out um, Apollo Sports Media, Apollo Houston. They—it's a group of guy, a group of uh, Houston sports fans that came together and formed this company, and they put out some really fantastic Houston sports merchandise. And there are other companies that uh, that are you know local to fan bases that I'm sure are out there. I don't have a knowledge of them, but shout out to those people because they make some really appealing merchandise. Uh, I would make it more like appealing to not to maybe uh, like the casual baseball fan that is a female. Or just in general, because if it's more, if it's less, kind of like a, a basic, and more kind of like fashion conscious or fashion forward, like more sleek looking, um, uh, something that I can wear if I'm going to a baseball game, but I also make go out somewhere afterwards. I don't want it to just look like a standard baseball T-shirt uh that being said i'll fucking wear anything wherever because if the biggest problem somebody has is with what i'm wearing then those people are not for me anyway um but like i said make it more appealing to the average the average fan it's uh, a bunch of faithful stuff isn't going to be appealing to like the casual a casual fan um MLB.com though, fanatics and MLB.com does a really good job of putting out some rich advice for females. I don't really know about the football stuff because I'm not like a giant football fan. Uh, I am a, a giant college football fan, specifically the Aggies. Um,
1: I, they got robbed. They should have been in the final. They should have been in the final four. Notre Dame has no business being that last team. They're going to get their doors bro- broken by Alabama and it's
4: Awesome.
1: Oh, and, him is gonna beat the shit out of them, and and let me. Uh, Ohio only plays six games. They only and, play and six. And games. You, know what's crazy? you know what's crazy? And I'm a Gator fan, but I'm not a religious Florida Gator fan. Like, when I'm a Gator fan, I will support Gators. Like, how I became a Gator fan was because of one person, because of Tim Tebow, and I kind of supported the Gators since then because I'm a big Tim Tebow fan. But. If Florida had not lost that game to LSU, which, by the way, they should not even have been that close against LSU. It was a disgrace that it was. Then Florida would have gotten in that last playoff game regardless of what happened against Bama. But the Aggies should have been in because no Dame was going to get their asses in. handed to them on the silver platter. They're going to lose by, like, 50 and Bama versus Clemson rematch for the national championship game because that's what it's going to be. Because Ohio State had
4: no shot. No shot against Clemson. No shot. No. Nope. Absolutely not. Um, well, you know what? I'm not completely, like, as bad as I am about the playoffs, I'm not completely upset with who we're playing And the Orange. Bowl, playing? we're playing North Carolina, UNC.
3: Mac oh, Brown so is their coach.
4: coach. And there's a Ooh, score to settle there. One. There's a oh, score yeah, to settle you there.
1: Got a, you, got a, you got some, um, those are some um, issues
2: between Aggie and Longhorn. Got, <laughs> yes. I love it.
1: Uh, now, all I gotta say, um, I want to that everyone known. If you're asking Michelle out, she's married to the game. I'm sorry. Unless you're at the game, she ain't wait, just,
4: wait, 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 wait. No, I take that back. Jared from Barstool, hit me up. Oh. Like,
1: so...
2: Yeah, you can
4: hit me up. Ooh. All I'm trying to do is, and when I say, hit me up, let me, like, uh, let me take you out for a nice cup of coffee or something, I'm not trying to do too much, I just want to spend some time, like, in your general vicinity, like, that's, <laughs> um, but yeah, if they're trying to, they're trying to come my way, I have very high standards, um, and unless you are, like, a certain, like, some, like, honestly, p- probably just don't hit me up, and um, I don't really care to, like, get into anything super serious right now because uh, my career is most important and um, my uh, mentor um, m- like what the work I do with her is super important um, my, basically my focus is growing the game of baseball and making it accessible to females because I want to see some female baseball player Major League Baseball players in my lifetime
0: So, so what was your thoughts when Trevor Bauer beat jared Karabis in the best baseball twitter poll
4: oh i'm sure it was fixed it was a is cr- tricky trev that's uh i mean he won but did he deserve to win maybe but jared deserved to win more because he's a king
0: so are you pulling a trump did you want the count to stop Stop when it was 51 to 49.
4: Oh, hey, hey, do not, listen, do never associate my name with that guy's name. Fuck that troll. Fuck Donald Trump. And I don't care. I do not care. Anybody come at me for that. Do not care. I, because I am able to defend my, I'm able to defend with logic and reason and fact. Any of my viewpoints. That's why I put them out there so publicly, and I come so hard against the things I come out against, like the Texas Rangers. I've got a lot of reasons why I do not like that franchise or that team. Um, the players, there are players in that organization that I am a fan of, because there are, like, there are, there are decent. I mean, they're decent men at the end of the day. But um, I do not, do not associate me with whatever his name is. Uh, what's this? Donald Trump in office.
0: So like that, what if
4: what
1: if... Hey, hey hey attacking
0: Trump is cool we we like that out here now now let, let me paint you a picture it's it's Jared Carabas. maybe he oiled guess, up no, maybe I- he didn't no one knows right? And maybe he has a ring in his pocket, or or a ring box. Oh and maybe you're standing <laughs> there, you know, you know, you know, box. looking, looking all Michelle like. And he gets down on one knee and he says, "Michelle, will you be a Red Sox fan for me?" What would um, you say? There,
4: mm, mm, um, you know, if you would ever give me the time of day, but I mean. Uh, I don't really see, I mean, because I've seen the people that he tweets at. I've seen the ladies that he tweets at, and I'm like, mm, not quite on their level, because these are like women that are, say,
0: oh yeah, that's right, Michelle, right? you're a dog, I forgot, you're, you're, you're super ugly, Michelle, you are not cute no, I wasn't at saying all. that,
3: I wasn't saying that, but I'm just
4: like, as, in terms of notoriety, and I, like, I'm like, a bottom rung in terms of notoriety. Because I've seen the people hate theirs tweet that. Um, uh, anyways, I, I, I don't know, man. If he did that, I don't know. It was something that might cross my mind. It would introduce a shred of doubt. But I like to be loyal to... Like, I always will remember where I came from. If, I mean, and that is just, like, the most far-out, like, ridiculous kind of... Um, I mean, I guess... I would give it well, I got lie. the idea
0: from Fever Pitch when, uh, when Jimmy Fallon said to Drew Barrymore, w- "Will you go to Opening Day with me?" Oh
4: yeah, no. If you wanted to take me to Opening Day, no doubt, I'd say yeah. Well, you know I'm going Opening you, Day you with,
1: you with him. <laughs> you're standing, Michelle, are roof, man. You got, you gotta like, you, you got, you gotta be able to, you gotta be like dunk, you gotta be able to dunk unless you're named Robinson. But
4: if you're, like, honestly, if any if any guy out there is trying to rip me away from the Astros, be Jared Carabas, and then then we'll talk. But like, other than that, it's probably not going to happen.
0: What what if it's someone us. who looks That's like and is built like Jared Carabas?
4: I don't know. I would just have to have a very. They would have to give me some very good reasons why. Because like, I, I I don't know. Uh, he's it's. Uh, it's gonna be really hard to not make me an
1: Astros fan.
0: And unless like one of the And Trevor Bauer in one of his videos used used a picture of of Jared Crops' arm and and he said, Have you heard of leg day? Something like that to so basically <laughs> he's saying Jared Karabas worked so hard on his top half, and his legs are skinny little chicken legs. What's your thoughts on, okay. on Trevor Bauer attacking your man? I'm a man?
4: Listen, I don't really like the fact that he's slant... He's not my man. he is a He's all on his own. Um, <laughs> he's an independent man. Uh, but listen, I'm a personal trainer, and I do very well. I see great results from myself and my clients, so... Jared, if you're listening and you want some stick ass legs, hit me up. I know how to get there. Oh my right. gosh! Okay. <laughs> and
1: also, Michelle, <laughs> listen, I, 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 it's gonna be my mission. I'm going to take you to a hockey video in Brooklyn. I'm going to take you to a Rangers game. You need to appreciate the sport of the NHL. I know Nick
0: doesn't because Nick's a clown. And clowns don't. James is 100% serious. He will get you tickets. He will get you a jersey. He will make sure you have the funnest hockey game ever.
1: I will. I Listen. In order order, order to be a hockey fan, Michelle, one must actually go. Because it's hard for me to, like, tell you the basis of hockey without showing you hockey. And once you see it, then you get it. It's it's, it's a simple game. It's fun. Although now with COVID hockey, it's going to be a little bit difficult because they eliminated a lot of things that make hockey great. But we manage. You know, well, no. Oh, like the and fights. The fights are awesome. Yeah, there's gonna be limited fights because of COVID. There's Ugh. not gonna be a lot Ugh. of fighting because of COVID. Damn so it, COVID. That's true. Yeah. So, COVID. So, COVID hockey is not gonna be fun. But when COVID is a thing of the past and it's regular hockey, then it's fun. And you have to go to a game to experience how fun it is. I already, I already got a couple of people who were not a hockey fan, who didn't like it. I took them to a couple of games in 2019 and they became a fan of the sport. All you got to do is just go to a game. I even took them to a Ranger game. And I hate the Rangers, and I took them to a Ranger game. Hey, look at
4: it. We have something in common. You both hate teams called the Rangers.
1: Well, well I don't like the, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I don't like pick Rangers, but I hate the New York Rangers. You hate the Texas Rangers. There you go. It's common.
4: Yeah, um, exactly. Um, before everything wraps up, I will say, like, as much trash as I've talked, um, I want it to be known that um, I made a comment, like, I guess, like, last night or a few days ago where uh, it's something about, like, human decency at the end of the day. Um, I want to go on record by saying there is no excuse that any man or any woman should be calling another person a fugly slut. Because there was a user, but apparently there was a few, there was some users out there, so there's a woman on Twitter, her name, I don't know her actual name, I know her Twitter handle is Patches Ohulahan. Oh, she
0: all, all, she's um, big on Twitter, yeah.
4: She got called a fugly slut by an Astros fan, and uh, I... Like I came, went to her and I said, like you know, uh, I don't agree with everything that you say, but that doesn't mean I'm going to call you a. Fu- like, there's no excuse that you should be called a ugly slut. You should not be. Nobody should be threatened. This is not gender exclusive. Nobody should be threatened. Nobody should be called a ugly slut. At the end of the day, as much trash as I talk, I respect everybody. Um, I may not. Like, I may run my mouth, but um, I'm generally. If, if I have ever offended, if I have ever said something that truly hurt somebody's feelings, I do apologize is never my aim, never my goal. Uh, uh, we're all baseball fans at the end of the day. We're all sports fans at the end of the day. Um, and as much as I maybe don't like your team, I don't dislike you or hate you as a person. Unless you're a bad person like Aubrey Huff.
0: Uh, I'll, you know what? Since you brought him up, we have to get your thoughts on that. And then James is going to do rapid fire rapid fire to get you out of here. But what's your thoughts on Aubrey Huff? You know, he he obviously was a mediocre baseball player, won won two championships on his back end of his career, but ever since he's been retired he's been pretty much an asshole on Twitter, says almost anything. One of his tweets was uh I don't understand how men can date a single mom something like that. It was something just incredibly stupid. Uh,
4: about yeah, like be having to raise another man like, it's yeah, like Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: another man's baby and he said so many foul stuff. So what's your thoughts on Aubrey Huff? I think if, I think that he it's he has a very
4: offensive and kind of like antiquated view, this goes back to what I was saying like, very at the beginning of our conversation, a lot of men have a very antiquated view of uh, females and like they're just their mindset in general towards women is very outdated and it's not, it's not okay some of the things he says, we're not second-class citizens. In the way that he talks about and treats about and like my perception of how he views women is disgusting in my opinion. Um, there's something that he is dealing with, something that he is working through, some pain or some fucked up stuff, or, like, maybe a CT or whatever, whatever he is dealing with. I pray to God he gets help, like, may Jesus have mercy on his soul or whatever. He needs to work out his issues because there is just some foul, like, some stuff he needs to work out because he is not right in the head with the some of the stuff that he says. Um, that's my, that, that's my thoughts on him. That's my view on him. He needs to have a come to Jesus moment. Cause he sure as hell doesn't know who he is. Like, he cannot call himself any sort of religious man and at, talk and, like, carry himself the way he does. He's a father, for God's sake. He shouldn't be acting like this. He needs to set a better example.
0: I agree. And, um, James, James, James has to step away for a minute. Um, but also another pretty polarizing person on Twitter, um, Kurt Chilling, right? I've I I think that, you know, he's obviously a hall of famer. He should have been first ballot, right? But because of his views and his tweets, he's not. I do think he'll eventually get in. Um, what's your thoughts on the Hall and how they you know se- separate from what they actually did in their career to whether they were a nice guy to the media? to whether they should be in. What's, what's your thoughts on that?
4: Well, I mean, if I'm a talented baseball player and my end goal is to end up in Cooperstown, um, and I have an understanding of who, uh, because a lot of the times it's not like you get places, but not because of like what you know, because of who you know and how you treat those people. So I mean if I were a really smart like player trying to do those things, I would make sure that I don't that I curry favor with the gatekeepers, basically. Would I change the format completely? Yeah, I would make it more merit based. I wanna see like there are a ton of whatever, people did steroids for a chunk of their career and did great things with that. You know, that's fucking fine. Honestly, Roger Clemens deserves it. He needs to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I was pretty, I was heartbroken when I found, like, and I was young when this was all happening, but I was pretty sad that, like, he had been using steroids. He is one of my favorite. I mean, he still is one of my favorite players. Um, people want to talk. Uh, so there's no, been, uh, let me say this there's been no hard factual evidence or, like, anything that has actually come out. There's no viable evidence. There's a bunch of speculation in here, say, that um, people want to say that Craig Biggio did steroids, that Jeff Bagwell did steroids. I mean, I don't know, because there's never been actual evidence that has come out. If Somebody can come to me and bring me hard evidence, like in like, black and white ink, like, or show me video proof of them shooting up or whatever. Then I'll take back everything I said. But like, some of my favorite players, aside uh, of Bagwell and Biggio, some of my favorite players have done steroids. I think they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. So I think that they should... Get rid of I, I that agree. bullshit. Barry Bonds,
0: Hall of Fame. You know what the big test of that too is? Oh. Is next year, right? David Ortiz.
4: He Oh, he, hell yeah, big he, failed the the
0: test. he was on the paper. Hypocrite. So so hypocrite. so if he gets in, guess what? Bonds better be in. Clemens better be in. Er, you know A rod better, be better better be in. Better
1: Nah, but you oh, know what? Oh, it Michelle. Actually, 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 no, you know what? Scrap the rapid fire. This is actually more important. Normally, I do rapid fire, but I, I'm going to scrap this for tonight. This is important. I got to defend A-Rod in this. I've been the biggest A-Rod hater, but nah, man. a Rod's getting the Hall of Fame, man. We saw A-Rod won me my championship in 2009. He's you such know, a turd. championship. Listen, he may be a turd, <laughs> but he's a Hall of Famer. I don't care what you're you like, He's a turd, he's a this, he's that, but he's a Hall of Famer. As a baseball player, he's a Hall of Famer. I will defend that to the head. He's a Hall of Famer.
4: He's talented, no doubt. And I will not, like, I'm not going to not give him credit where, uh, his, he deserves some credit for what he did on the field, but, man, he's such a turd now. He is a shell oh of what God. he once was. Well, like,
2: I mean, did
4: you see well, how he acted when he did that thing? Yeah. Like, um... He like jumped up on the table and like giggled, like squealed, like a like a little girl, and like wiggled his legs up in the air. Like what was that? Come on, have some dignity, man! Oh, golly!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: like it's just, A Rod is like what like what he did on the field and as a player. You know, a bunch of people did steroids. Just like. You know what? Uh, a bunch of people have stolen signs. It's, uh, it's just it piss people off when it happens. Sure, but meh, it happens, and they're talented regardless. Like A Rod, I'm not gonna deny what he like his merits as a player, but uh, off the field, he's just like a ugh, ugh. Golly, if I were J Lo, I'd think about leaving him. Honestly.
0: Wow, wow, wow. Um, but Michelle, this was, you know, it met every expectation it met more than that the vibe the <laughs> energy you know i i knew you'd be entertaining i knew you'd be good but it was awesome and uh just tell the people and guys don't be creeps don't if if you're a creep don't slide into her dm she's married to the game except for mr jared karabas um <laughs> tell tell me up, boy Tell people where they can find you through social.
4: Okay, so on uh first of all, uh you need uh, everybody should keep their eyes out. Um follow, subscribe uh to the Props Network and so uh on Twitter, uh and on uh YouTube, follow the Props Network. They have a lot of uh it's a lot of sports betting content that they put out. Um, on Twitter, where you can find me is uh, Michelle underscore Neat1, so that's N-E-A-T. Uh, just Google Michelle, or just search Michelle Neat. I'm one of the only Michelle Neats on Twitter. Um, on on Instagram, you can find me at G-I-Neat. Uh, I don't have a YouTube channel. Um, the only like YouTube content I do is um, all done through the Props Network. So uh, again, pay extra attention to the props network because there's going to be a lot of good MLB-related content, and you can also look to the props network for any sports betting content. And every sport, by the way, it's not just baseball. They do hockey, college football, football, all of that. Well,
1: well, 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 well Michelle, I'm gonna say thank you for for coming on, and thank you. And anytime you like to come on, we won't want to have to you.
4: Oh my gosh yeah, please have me back. you guys are such a delight and I really appreciate what you're doing uh, as far as like uh, creating like a good like space to have like a healthy discussion about sports for because uh, like women aren't always afforded this opportunity in uh, the baseball world or in the sports world in general. so again thank you guys so much for everything you do.
1: Always, always.